But another thing that I typically do that I did not do in this case mm-hmm. was, you know, I give people a 12-step plan on how they can fix themselves. Like I tell, you know, I wanted to send, you know, him a, a write-up explaining that he has some undiagnosed social anxiety. Mm-hmm. He can fix it by X, Y, Z. Here's a resource. And I was like, you know what? He never asked me to do that. I need to mind my business. That's my theme. That go. was really my theme. And going into 2021, yeah. I am on another level of minding my <laughs> business yes. that you have never, I mean, I, I've never seen before. And you really helped kick that off. Mm. Mm, it's not I my business. That. It's not <laughs> your business. And to let somebody just go live their own mm-hmm. raggedy life. And that's okay. Yes. And they can do that. Yes. <laughs> You absolutely can live a raggedy life, I mean like a dish rag. Hey y'all, welcome to Boundaries and Grace. My name is Taylor Chandler and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I'm a coach. I help people untangle from toxic relationship patterns and today... I have a really special guest. Her name is Whitney. She was in one of my groups called Release the Rags, a processing group that runs for now six weeks. Her group was the beta round and was four weeks, but they told me they wanted six next time. So now it's six. And Whitney is here to tell you about her experience. And she has so much insight and so much to share. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's see. Tell me a little bit about why you were in group and released the rags and what that experience was like for you. Okay, so I joined Release the Rags, honestly, because I was tired of my own shit, mm-hmm. right? So uh, and what I mean by that is if you are continually attracting the same people, the same situations, whether good or bad, you know, you are the common denominator. You're the Mm -hmm. one key player in those situations, right? So while I was having, you know, while I was having and still am having lots of success, you know, from a career standpoint and um, in my personal friendships, my platonic friendships, I was just not seeing the progress in my romantic relationships to the point where I was wondering if anything, you know, yeah, I've been through lots of therapy and, and read lots of books and all of that. And I was just wondering at the end of 2020, if like, if anything has really changed in me mm. um, and, and, and I wanted to know how I can just let go of some of the, things that were attractive to me before and also let go of some of my behaviors that were inhibiting that progress in, in romantic relationships. So I believe in treating any goal that you have, like it's a job, Mm -hmm. right? So just just like in my career, if, you know, if I want to be different in a different role in the, within the next year or two years, I need to plan for it. So if I want a fulfilling and loving relationship, I need to plan for it. Mm. And uh, that's where Release the Rags came in. Wow, that's a great answer. (laughs) Thank you for starting (laughs) us off strong. When did you realize or had you always known that it would that would it was going to take a change on your end? So I ask that because a lot of people will begin their therapy process 
wanting to change someone else. <laughs> like we go wanting to mm-hmm. like get validation that we're not crazy and that someone it's someone else's kind of like someone else's fault or something like that. When did you know yeah. that it was something that you were going to have to do? Oh, I can tell you the exact date. It was October 31st, Halloween of 2020. Um, so I've been in therapy, you know, actively weekly therapy working on um, anxious attachment issues and, and things like that. Um, and um, decided to, back in August, decided to give a guy who I dated 10 years ago another chance because I was the one who got away and I got wrapped up in that story. Mm. Um, and it made me feel so good to be, to have somebody who wanted to be close to me, uh, to speed through that. And on the 31st of, um, October, he stood me up, same, same crap as 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to have some extreme accountability. It wasn't his fault. He's the same guy. I knew he was the same guy. (laughs) He's the (laughs) same guy with, you know, just gray hair now. Um, and so extreme accountability means it was me. I, I, I chose, I didn't have to choose that. I chose it. It was an attractive option for me. The, and if I did not intervene, right. And, and get some type of solution or, or additional understanding and processing, um, I was going to make the same choice again. So I, I gave him a break. I, you know, it wasn't his fault. It was mine. Um, another thing to mention is I was going to let after after the letdown on Halloween, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm done and I'm gonna let solutions come to me. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. funny. Um, I was like, I'm not gonna go in another therapy group, I'm not gonna go, you know, stalk Instagram pages mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. Like I'm a Christian, so I'll, I'll insert some of my beliefs. I was like, God, you just I'm tired of doing it. I let let go and let God, and you just gotta bring a solution to me. Well, mm-hmm. in comes Taylor, <laughs> um, and it was exactly, you know, the way that you. I'm not even gonna say you promoted release the rags because I felt like you called the right people to you. Um just when I encountered the, you know, the, I guess the explanation of what release the rise was and how we were going to process in group, I was called to that. Um, and that was confirmed in our consultation call that if this was the right fit for me. That's really nice to be able to trust the process and to be able to trust in God enough to take your hands off. And to mm-hmm. allow that to flow. Highly was, recommend it. <laughs> was that um, something that was different for you compared to what you would have done in the past? What I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I gave you some insight into how I fix me. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I typically do that I did not do in this case mm-hmm was, you know, I give people a 12-step plan on how they can fix themselves. Like I tell, you know, I wanted to send, you know, him a, a write-up explaining that he has some undiagnosed social anxiety. Mm-hmm. He can fix it by X, Y, Z. Here's a resource. 
And I was like, you know what? He never asked me to do that. I need to mind my business. That's my theme. That go. was really my theme. And then going into 2021, yeah. I am on another level of minding my <laughs> business yes. that you have never, I mean, I, I've never seen before. And you really helped kick that off. Mm. Mm, it's I not my business. That. It's not <laughs> your business. And to let somebody just go live their own raggedy <laughs> life. And that's okay. Yes. And they can do that. Yes. <laughs> You absolutely can live a raggedy life. I mean, like a dish rag at the bottom of the dish disposal that's been sitting down there that's collecting mold. You want to, (laughs) if you want to live your life, you do that. And I'm not going to, you know, try to bleach the rag. I'm not going to wash the rag. I'm leaving it alone. Leave the rag. Leave the rag. Yes, because I was a rag. So, I mean, I got to gotta watch my own rag. <laughs> like, we have enough to do. We have enough to do. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to ask you, before I get into more about, like, group itself, you said something before that reminded me of Insecure. Do you watch Insecure? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Molly, how do you relate? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Um, I, I wasn't expect, It just came to me. I want to know. I want to know. She is my. She is my spirit animal, and I understand her. She comes from such a good place, mm. Molly. If you ever listen to this, I love you. I really do. I understand you. She's she's your your go getter. She's yeah. ambitious, and she wants to spread that love and that well meaning intention ambitiously. Mm-hmm. throughout her entire circle but the deal is not everyone doesn't want that most people don't most people don't mo- it's not that people don't want to change or they don't like change they don't like how we try to force them to change and by we i mean us like super strong mm-hmm. alpha women mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. we've got the plan not only do we have the plan, we can sign you up for the plan, we can promote the plan and ensure your execution to the plan. Look, and then validate that the plan went well. The whole thing. You know? you, like literally you're a project manager. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he is and that's exact that's a great call out. People don't want to be projects. Yeah. That's kind of how Molly runs her um <laughs> a life and to a degree how I've, you know, has I'll have run mine. Mm-hmm. And you're so much freer when you don't do that. Yeah. Everybody is. Such a relief when you don't have to yeah. carry the burden or don't have to make it your responsibility yep. to bring everybody else up. Because just like you said, not everybody you're wants right. to do that. And they're totally, then they can be totally fine. Most don't. <laughs> Most mm-hmm. don't. Okay. Mm-mm. They don't want to be in your program. They don't. <laughs> it's true. Most people do not mm-hmm. want to look at themselves um, and see what it is that they could change. Um, yeah. Right. And moreover, some people, you know, most of the people in your life that you're intimate with, you know, pre-COVID, they, they really just want to go out to dinner. They don't want a healing session. They don't want that. <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't need an mm-hmm. outline. They don't mm-hmm. want the plan. They don't want. They don't mm-hmm. want to see like all of your all of the saved Instagram posts that you've been waiting to show mm-hmm. them. They're not interested. Ma'am, wow! And you just called me out. You literally just dragged me because I do have special folders for people that I. So I have released, first of all, I want to say I have released the rag. Uh-huh. I have not sent them. I have uh-huh. not tagging people. That's good. But I, I have not let go archiving and saving those posts, though, <laughs> for when they ask. Who are you saving it I'll for? You saving it for when they ask? When they when ask they you, ask, hey, Whitney, what advice do you have for my life? You're ready to just kind of direct right. them. Okay. All right. Absolutely. You are a planner. I feel like that's a huge step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> you're not sending them so that's really good that's no really, i'm not really good. you know it might even get to the point where you just see it and actually don't save it <laughs> you might it might happen that that's 2022 <laughs> that's, 2021 that's we're gonna is i'm just right <laughs> what did you think you'd been have you been in a, a group before you've been in therapy before have you done a group mm-hmm yeah, I had been in a group processing circle therapy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was much more expensive and it didn't provide the same level of value. It was really just us getting in the breakout groups and talking about our problems, which, you know, that's not how I want to spend my time after work. Mm-hmm. Um but what I, what the difference in your group in Release the Rags, um, the best way I can describe the difference is that it embodied so many different things, right? So it incorporated um, meditation, but we didn't over meditate, right? We weren't sitting there for an hour and then people with, a, you know, ADHD, which I have been officially diagnosed, like, I, I'm just not going to do an hour of meditation. <laughs> that's fair that's fair you know so right so you know it incorporated meditation to give us an opportunity to get still and centered it incorporated breakout groups but not as a replacement for actual coaching and tools it was just all very well integrated and balanced Hmm. and then the people who joined i could tell that you vetted them this wasn't um you know, I'm all about bag talk. Everybody get it in their bag, particularly black women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell that this was not a money grab for you. Mm-hmm. You've called, you've been called for this and you only selected people who could fit this bait around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you for that and for mm-hmm. noticing that, um, the people that ended up in group, I was shocked. It was like this uniquely uh, perfect, like kind of group of people who had a very similar, um, like underlying patterns that we wanted to work through. And at the same time, and you saw how everyone was also very different. Um, and so that's that's been so different. Really I can't wait till we talk about that. <laughs> Go ahead and yes. start talking. Talk about it now. Yes. Talk about that. Because when we clicked on that first Zoom call, I want to give a shout out to Libby. So Libby is my, you know, if you if you could, you know, be his opposite 
you know, on the far other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's Libby, and I, and I love her for it. So when I click open the Zoom, you know, I'm, I've got my iPad, I'm, I'm ready, I've got my questions, I'm ready to evaluate you as a coach. Like, are you even doing a good job? Are you supposed to be doing this? Um, even though you have this degree and not me, Libby, oh, Libby joins smoking a cigarette, drinking wine. She sure did. She's just, she's gonna have a great time and she's gonna do Libby the whole way through. Yeah. And it was, it, it, it was, um, jarring at first. I never shared that with her, but it was jarring at first. I was like, I can't believe you just showed up to this meeting smoking and drinking wine yes, and just ready to giggle <laughs> and I'm ready to work. I am ready to work, yeah, you know, yeah. but you know what? We all work and process so differently. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I like loved it. I was like, you know what? That, that, that's how accommodating this group is mm. work and process in the way that, you yeah you never put guidelines on us you never did I did that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh ring ding ding winner winner chicken dinner right um, can you say more <laughs> can you say more about these guidelines that you have put on yourself yeah and where you- I mean I just expected for, for the group I mean it, it, it's it's a parallel to my life right yeah. there's a way that I expect myself to can, you know, move in the world. There's a way that I expect those who um, are intimate with me or want, you know, want to have an intimate relationship with me, whether that be platonic or, or romantic, mm-hmm. to move in the world. And that trickled into groups. Mm-hmm. You know, like I expected everyone to definitely be type A mm-hmm. um, and to have their iPads ready to get the tools to do the work, to go change the world and change their their like respective world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and no one said that's how it was <laughs> gonna be yeah no we didn't that was me yeah and that's the thing like so we, this can translate into you know my personal life you know when we're going out to dinner when we're going for a happy hour please god let this happen again let's let covid kind of like go away but Mm -hmm. you know when we can do this again no one says happy hour again has to be the healing session where we're talking about you know why you are attracting guys who you know don't text you good morning Mm -hmm. or whatever no one asked me for that I'm I'm putting the layer on there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think releasing the rags for me is releasing all the restrictions that were yes. not there in the first place. Yes. Where did they you, come from? You posted something. Oh, um, huh. um you know what? I, I know where they come from. I, it, my parents are amazing. They really are. Um, and I, I still have to say that because they were, it, it has to come from my, my parents, right? They, they met, they didn't have great parenting. So they were determined to be the absolute world's best parents. I was their first child. um, And everything was going to be, they were determined to parent me in the absolute best way. So, and and to make sure that I was the most productive citizen of society that 
could ever be. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you grow up learning that, you know, you, you can't bring an A home, why is it not an A plus? You carry those types of um, uh, restrictions, guidelines throughout mm-hmm. your life, and you place those guidelines in every area of your life. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Just to use friends as, you know, friends as an example, um, you know, um, the thing about anxious attachment is like you're always raising the bar because you're afraid to be left alone. You're really afraid of abandonment. Mm -hmm. So you keep raising the bar to see who's going to jump and love you enough at the next level. Right. Yeah. 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 So with some of, so with my (laughs) friendships. Um, it's not as prevalent in my friendships, honestly. I'm actually more securely attached in my friendships. I'll, I'll jump to romance, right? So mm-hmm. you bought this dinner, you, you did this for Christmas. Well, next Christmas, I, I, you know, love should grow. So I should be something bigger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our conversations should get deeper. They should be more, they should be more. I think I can stop there. Everything mm-hmm. should just be more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time goes. And, and that's not, that's not reality. Yeah. They, not everything doesn't have to be more. <laughs> so what can it be instead? It can be enough. Mm. It can be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. words in when you are an achiever, enough and okay, that's not those aren't good words. Mm. Satisfactory is not good. Satisfactory is actually bad. Mm. Right. So you have to rewire your brain and subconscious to understand that in some areas of your life. Enough is really okay. Yeah. In many areas of life, enough is Mm -hmm. in all areas of life. Enough is just fine. Um, hmm. When you're able to witness and experience other people in group. What did you see in yourself in other people that you didn't know about before? Mm. Oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. What was interesting was that me growing up, I actually was not, I did everything I could to not meet approval. Like, I went through this rebellious phase. I think I turned 11 and was like, I'm going to rebel against everything that anyone ever tried to teach me. Mm-hmm. But me actively going in that, you know, other direction, mm-hmm. I wanted attention. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, I, again, it all came back to love. Yeah. I, I wanted attention so that I could think that somebody loved me. Mm-hmm. It's all about this fear of not being loved. Mm-hmm. Um, when I don't think that was, at least for my parents' intent, that was, that was never their intent. Right. It was the way that you experienced it and its perception, especially right. as a child where we don't have the vision, we don't have the tools, we don't have, we don't have the cognitive mm-hmm. function to even be able to connect That's what it things is. together. So we end up with very black and white ideas of events and of people and um it as children we do what children do which is jump to conclusions and with no context because kids don't use Mm -hmm. context it's just what's happening and let's we have a Mm -hmm. feeling about what's happening and now i made it a fact and then we 
it becomes problematic when we become adults and never challenge those old perceptions where we weren't able to integrate things like context or another person's experience. We don't have enough empathy. No one does. I don't care how highly sensitive or empathic anybody claims to be when you're a child, even Mm -hmm. though you might have been a sensitive child or um, yeah, we can kind of leave it at that. A sensitive child still don't have the literal cognitive function to be able to bring, make that all make sense. So yeah, you have to go back with that, with those, with that skill set to very old um, experiences. And I want to draw out something that you said um, around how, you know, we, we make these black and white, <laughs> honestly, assumptions, right? There's yeah. these black and white assumptions because we don't have the cognitive tools. You, in, in group, um, just to highlight how you give us coaching and tools and we're not just kind of hatching out our problems, we filled out this self-assessment, this partner self-assessment. Mm-hmm. And that essentially, in, in with, with respect to one of our key relationships, um, helped us determine whether we were, where we were on the codependent scale. And I ended up being moderate with this person that I was thinking about. But mm-hmm. after we did that and talked about it, you actually walked us through the spectrum of you know, codependence from the super independent, you know, trauma response of I'm going to do it all by myself mm-hmm. all the way to the, oh, you know, oh my God, please never leave me. I can't do anything without you. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, there was interdependence. And you explained, we often jump again from black to white, from independent to codependent. Mm-hmm. And you like, don't meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that was life changing for me. I was like, but I put plans together all the time, like literal, literally paste incremental plans to help drive businesses execution. So if I can do that, like, how is it that I've never put a plan for myself to go from super independence in one area to interdependence or from codependence to interdependence? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, why am I jumping, you know, to all these conclusions from black to white? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Or was because it's it's too it is it is quote unquote too hard to land in the middle. It's mm-hmm. easier. Yeah. It's easier to take the independent or you know, super independent or codependent way out. Mm-hmm. You're it's like your brain, because of your experiences, your brain is coded to a default. Yeah. State. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and you have to idea. unwire that. Yep. Real quick, y'all, if this sounds like something that you're interested in, then I am linking the interest form in the show notes below. It just asks for your name and your email, and I will be in touch with you to give you any information that you need and answer any questions that you have before getting started in an upcoming group. All right, y'all, back to it. And you said a really important two words, trauma response. And until mm-hmm. we, I'll, I'll say it's more effective when we are able to identify our own traumas and triggers um, mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. that, to be able to make that shift. There are some people that can do it without doing all of like that um, digging. But again, mm, 
it's kind of like Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Like anyone can kind of learn qualities of interdependence, but until you really understand why it is difficult for you in particular as your own, as a unique individual with your own unique set of experiences, um, then you do, like you said, you fall back into default. So it really is like getting into that underwiring, like the roots of it, instead of just trying to like chop the branches off. What are you going to do now? <laughs> what ha- With all of the mm-hmm. things that that are, have been brought to the table, and I mean, really, we're talking like October 20, October 31st, 2020 was just right here. So this, that's like, a, that's a oh, lot of new information about yourself in a very short time. Do you, do you think that, mm-hmm. is it a lot for, does it feel like a lot to you? I mean, it feels, yeah, it, it, and it was a lot. What would you tell someone, what advice would you give about how to handle when all of those things are coming up at once? Mm-hmm. Um, two things I would say. One is tough. One is not so tough. Okay. The tough one, the, the Whitney response, right, is take accountability, right? You if all of these things are coming up, you know, at once, you've got a lot of information to sift through, do the work, sift through it, because it's your life and take accountability. The gentler response, which is, is still, you know, I think it's, 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 you can do these two things concurrently, is mm-hmm. be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fix everything in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you can start taking steps to a new you and a new life. And you can start by visualizing and writing down who you want to be within the next 12 months or the experiences that you want to have in the next 12 months. And then seeking um, things to invest in. For me, it's continued. um, It's transitioning from therapy probably to more so coaching because we've really dug through my past in therapy. to you know create that reality that's a really good advice um and that's something that anybody can do with yeah no that's a time investment right that's an that's an attention mm-hmm. investment of saying i'm going to sit down with paper and a pen and mm-hmm. and actually imagine who it is that i want to be and and then it's really reverse engineering it and like coming up mm-hmm. with the, yep. the vision of who that person is, what does that person do? How does that person behave? Where is that person working or what kind of work are they doing? What kind of relationships do they have? Absolutely. What does this person wear? What kind of shoes do they like? Where do they eat? I mean, literally you get, get that specific. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost like dressing up a sim. <laughs> you ever play the sims? Where like you like make your little person and you like have a little dream like I know yeah (laughs) you can do that in real life and it's probably much more um, effective use of your time so right absolutely (laughs) that's um what was I gonna say one one last thing um oh yeah so as you're you know kind of building out that mind map of who you want to be. I would, you know, some of these things, they not only cost, take time, but they do take a financial investment, right? Mm-hmm. I would encourage anyone to 
after you do your, you know, your dream life, go back and reflect on that a week later and walk, read through that list. And then send it, when it comes to financial investment, send the money on things that make you feel really good as you're reading that list. Like, you'll know what, what I mean. It's that tingle, like, from your toes. Like, you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, if this could happen, wow. Yeah. It becomes, I think, like... Those a, are the things you need to invest in. I think, like, that it makes it, like, a joy. And maybe, I don't know, this might sound like bullshit, but I really mean it. And, like, to me, when I got really good with with financial invest with investing money and not just like to not just time and attention even though those this is a good start but to also be able to say like okay I'm going to trade what I value for something else that I value when I got really into that habit mm-hmm. it became to me like a happy thing to do like I liked yeah. to pay my therapist <laughs> like I liked buying into absolutely the life coaching class that I did it became something that literally investing in you yeah yeah yeah. and that feels good you know it's kind of like some people can buy buy a bunch of shit for like their dog and they love it and they'll just go Mm -hmm. out and they have a fucking ball at Petco but when it comes (laughs) to like yourself it's all of these like you have to you're when it comes to thinking about spending money on yourself, why is it that you have any, that anybody has all of these like qualifications for what's worth it? When, like, yes. When it's and, like, it's, and we don't feel we're worth it. Yeah. And that's why we have trouble parting with the dollar when it, mm-hmm. you know, comes to ourselves. We'll go and get in debt for other people at Christmas and, you know, blow up our credit cards. But when it comes to, you know, for approval, but when it comes to investing in yourself, your wealth, your peace of mind, like you said, there's all these layers. Yeah. It, that that needs to be reversed. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. My last question for you, Whitney, is what was, what would someone find surprising about doing group doing this type of group doing release the rags what's something that you found surprising or that you could see that someone else might think is different um for me what was surprising um was you know was i think the breakout sessions where, you know, we talked through our lived experiences. And the reason why it was so surprising for me is because everyone who participated in Release the Rag really came to the table prepared for a breakthrough and, and for a change. So they were really honest and genuine with yeah. what it was what they were living in their lives. Yeah. Um, I'm just so used smoke screens I I mean I work in corporate America right you have your corporate face Mm -hmm. I'm just used to a level of I think civility is the wrong word but I mean it's a it's a a level of masking Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know to where you show up to the business meeting you're not your real self you're 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 corporate with me right everyone showed up to the breakout as themselves 
mm-hmm. ready to be healed. So we really got into each other's business. <laughs> um, and it made it so, it was just such a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. And because we're all, to a degree, having some some of the similar like lived experiences, no matter where you are in the world. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was really healing to me that I felt I had a safe place to just share how I'm living my life right now. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like how that can work with total strangers over zoom, like how that. Yeah. And that is not, that is not me, but I mean, you really curated this group. It's not part of you, (laughs) but one part of you is very much that. (laughs) is very much that just not necessarily the primary world facing part, but that's just a small note. What do you want to share? Any, (laughs) any things that are coming up to you that coming up for you that you feel are really important before we wrap this? Yeah. um, Something that's really, really important to me, um, to anyone who is listening is that, the Lisa Rides is not just your run-of-the-mill group therapy, you know, sessions. And I know I've shared that before, but you really get a balanced, um, it's a balanced approach. And if you are type A, you need to join. And I will tell you why. You walk away with tools in your toolkit, like stuff you can actually use. It's not like just woo-woo stuff. To, you know, where we cry and then you walk out and you have the same problem. Mm-hmm. You actually have communication tools, questions to ask yourself, and you will be incredibly challenged in this program, um, incredibly challenged towards change. Um, so this, I feel, is really key for type A people to know. Um, <laughs> it will not be a waste of your time or money. Thanks so much, Whitney. I really appreciate you no, sharing. Thank you. Thank you for doing this work. Oh, well, you're welcome. It's really, it's literally my pleasure. <laughs> like I really enjoy it. So it's, I uh, can tell. It's fun. I can tell. Y'all, that does it. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to review it, to rate it. If you are on Spotify, take a second to subscribe to it. And if this is something that you think you would enjoy doing a processing group like the one that Whitney did in the show notes below. I've linked the interest form. It's super short. Just ask you for your name and your email address and I will reach out to you. We'll talk about the group that is coming up if you're interested in joining and it's a really good time to answer any questions that you may have. And I'll be happy to do that for you. So just take a second to fill out that form and we will be in touch All right, y'all. I'll see you next time.